0: Right. Let's find our place, find our books. Turn page 156. We're going to stand. 156. It's going to take determination to make it to the end. Amen. Determined to hold out to the end. How about you? Yes, sir. Amen. 156.
1: Determined yes, sir. To love your neighbor?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Are you determined to have a forgiving spirit? Oh, yes! Yeah. Amen. I'll have a new life. I was listening today to that station. Sometimes I listen to it a times. on uh, In Statesboro. And she, they were saying something about I couldn't understand everything that they were saying. I suppose I can't. Saying something about a celebration. A celebration. I got excited. Yeah. And I got thinking about it. In heaven, it's going to be a celebration. Yes, it is. Hold on. Okay. We'll Matt, uh, being determined to hold out yeah. to the end. Yes. Yeah. One of these days we're going to have a new life. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm planning on flying away yes. to that's that right. land. 333. And I ain't too much on leading, y'all. Uh, that's why I sing baritone
0: most of the time.
1: Barely tone, yeah. 3.33. <laughs>
2: Remember, my mom, I will say a praise offering on her thing that was growing five point something a month ago. Yesterday, the day before, she was retested, it's at three. So
0: it was strong. So I will say, Amen. And I've got some procedures coming up probably in the next 30 to 45
2: minutes. All right. Brother Robert, uh, my cousin's wife from California contacted me right before church. My cousin has been in the hospital for uh, COVID this week, and he got out after some treatment, but he can't hardly breathe except he's on constant oxygen, and he just turned 60, and they are requested that
1: our church gets pregnant. Like him. name is Bob.
0: Uh, my brother's wife just went into labor today, so he's going to bring us up All right. <laughs> All right. Robert, our children. All right. I continue to remember my family. Mm-hmm. Yes. just looking up for water with his job, so I hope he yes. the wheels be turned this yes. way. All right. I <laughs> um, still remember taking his grandma. We went up there to see her later.
1: She, she says three to six weeks, and everybody else says 46 months. They give her. Um, we just expected her to be really down. But honestly, she's about as happy as she could be
0: because she feels like she's going to be the Lord and she just can't wait. So <laughs> you now just remember her, we got some videos of her singing, and just, we were just kind of expecting the worst thing. Remember the family, most of
1: Yes. <coughs> okay.
3: All
0: right.
1: Y'all remember my daughter and her family and me and Jake. Continue to remember our country
0: and our leaders. Yes. Did someone say Brooklyn? I mean, uh, holy sick. Chloe? Yes. All right. continue to remember my mom and dad. Remember my niece and nephew, my oldest brother's children. Please pray for them. That they would be saved and reborn.
2: Yes. Amen. Yes.
0: All right. My dad and Yes. Our, you know, with and All right. Let's find our place to pray and ask the Lord to help us in the service this evening.
1: God. There's none like Him in any land or any other place. He's a great and awesome and a marvelous God. And you know what I like about it? He cares about you. Individually. Amen. I appreciate Him so very, very much. Amen. Uh, Teresa, I guess you are getting us another song, but, uh, Let's see here. Brother Jackie, why don't you come receive the offering for us here this evening? And I uh, appreciate them. They'll get you. Oh, Father, I'm going to be so grateful, Lord. I'm going to
0: have it this night, Lord. Oh, God, we can be any place in this world? And you're there, too, Lord. I'm so glad, Lord, you go everywhere, Lord. God, you're our help and our need, oh, Lord, oh God, this night. God bless us, Lord, oh God. God, come among us, Lord, oh God. Yes, you, Lord. And you're welcome. Lord, oh God. You. He prayed, he heard his prayer, oh God, I hear my prayer. Lord. Don't let this be a yes. God service, Lord. Yes. Let us come and praise the word. Praise you, Lord. Yes. You bless, bless this service. God, we're going to thank you for it all. In Jesus' name
1: amen amen amen
3: in that song the blood never loses its power. the second verse talks about how he wipes your tears yeah. your your fears uh somewhere in America not too recent well it was recent very recent laying on top of the bed, swallowing my eyes out and uh Didn't have the strength to get up and face what I was going to face that day. And um, all of a sudden, you may think that I'm lying when I tell you this. My husband was in the room. I felt a hand touch my head. I felt him. He was in the room. And I was able to dry my tears up. And I just felt him just comfort me and remind me of the promises and all the The uh, words through the years that the Lord has given, you know, promises all through the word and other situations. And listening to that song, the blood will never, ever, ever, ever lose its power. You can pray for your loved ones all the time and you thank God they're never going to come home. I was in a situation yesterday and a woman come walking in a class I took. Didn't know why I had to be there, but I told Jeff I got to get back. And my husband, um, so we got back. I got up yesterday, went to the class, things were pretty normal. And then a lady with kind of, an older lady, and she said, You wouldn't be able to tell by looking at me that I'm Pentecostal would you? And I didn't say nothing. I just, well ma'am, you know. And then she began to tell me, Brother Jackie, she was under conviction, just looking. You may say, well, I don't look different. Yes, you do. Oh, yeah. But it's not all the only way you look, it's the way you act, you oh, yeah. conduct yourself. Yeah. And so I'm just so grateful to know Jesus. I don't know how the world I live without him. Why are you coming help me? We haven't done this in a long time, but we're gonna try. What? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank the Lord, our God is well, he wants to talk to us, he wants to be part of our daily lives, amen, and he knows what we need better than we know ourselves, he you know, you know, uh, I, I'm just like everyone else, when I used to pray and the Lord said no, I didn't like it brother Todd. And now I've gotten to where I say, well, thank you, Lord. You know what's best. Because yes. there have been a few times I've kicked on that door and knocked on the door and stuck my foot in it enough. And uh, then the Lord said, well, if you really want it, I'll go ahead and give it to you. And I'm thinking, oh, I wish I hadn't got it. <laughs> so I appreciate the grace of the Lord. If you have your Bibles with me here this uh, evening, uh before I, I really get into the message, I want to ask you a question here, and uh, you can be honest or you can lie, it's just between you and the Lord. <laughs> How's that? But have any of you had any arguments in the last <clears throat> week or so? Not with
2: my wife. Huh?
0: <laughs>
1: you know what, it don't really matter though, does it? No. <laughs> but, uh, but still, it seemed like it's something that was in the air, and so uh, anyway, my wife and I, we've been doing really good for several years now, and we're still doing good, but we had a couple of discussions there and back, and so anyway, so, uh, and I know all of you've got ironclad memories that y'all just, once it gets in in your mind, you got it, right? You never forget it. So anyway, this evening, if if the Lord help me, I want to preach to us, teach to us, whatever you want to call it, about strife and self, strife and self. So we're going to start off uh, over in Proverbs chapter 10, Proverbs chapter 10, when you have it, you say amen. Amen. And if you, those that are able, if you would stand with me as we take our text. Verse 12, Proverbs. Hatred stirreth up strifes, but love covereth all sins. Hatred stirreth up strifes, But love covereth all sins. Dear Lord Jesus, we do thank you. We thank you, Lord, for who you are and what you are. And we thank you, Lord, that you created us. And that, Lord, you know what makes us tick. And you know what makes us draw closer to you. And you also know those things that cause us to fall away. I pray here this evening, Lord, that you would anoint us with your word. I pray, Lord, that you would help each and every one of us to remember about your word, about strife. Help us, dear Lord, to do, Lord, as these verses. And help us, Lord, to love that, Lord, all those sins could be covered. Help us here this evening, we pray. Touch our hearts. Help us to be more like you. Draw us closer to you, we pray. In your blessed and holy and righteous name, we do pray it, that the name of Jesus. Everyone said, amen. 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 Hatred stirreth up strifes. <clears throat> now, I looked up hatred in the Hebrew, and it said, hatred. So then I looked it up a couple other ways, and it said hatred. I'm just not much on definitions that use the same word that I'm trying to understand. So I went over to Noah uh, Webster's 1828, and he defined hatred as a great dislike or an aversion, a hatred, an enmity. Uh, He said, Hatred is an aversion. To evil and may spring from utter disappro... You know how these dictionary writers are. they got these big words. Uh, Anyway, disproportion as a hatred of vice or meanness. Or it may spring from offenses or injuries done by fellow men. Or from envy or jealousy, in which case it is usually accompanied by malice or malignity. Extreme hatred is adhortance or dis, dis help me with that. Distation. D-E. I used to pronounce these words. D. To be detested. Okay. But that's not what is written here. But anyway, you know what I'm not. To detest somebody, to hate them. To uh, not want to have anything to do with them. Not to be in the same room. Not to be on the same uh, city or some city block or something. I heard one man particularly uh, told me uh, something said uh, if, uh, if he seen one of his enemies on fire he wouldn't cross the street to spit in his mouth. That's hatred. That's utter hatred. And so this Hatred, this dislike, this aversion, uh, this enmity between people, uh, according to the scripture, it stirs up
0: strife. Strife.
1: Now, strife means properly um, a quarrel uh, requiring the need of someone to mediate, it's a discord, it's a contention. It's a, a a brawling. It's a uh, it's a fight, huh? Now none of us have had any of that going on lately, have we? Huh? Come on, strife. <clears throat> really, that word uh, in the Hebrew comes from the word to toss. I guess it's kind of like in the army. They toss these grenades in sometimes. You know, they just go by and they toss these grenades in and boom, blows everything out. Huh? To toss. Uh, to have a, a, a you know, a, a, to grapple with something. To wrangle. To hold a controversy. Or to hold a controversy to defend. It is a strife. And so, there are a lot of scriptures. I didn't even cut and I, I, I marked most of them down through Proverbs and a few others, but there's a lot of scriptures about strife. Yes. You know why? Strife is as natural to you as breathing. You ever heard of silver rivalry? You don't know what silver rivalry is? You ought to. You know what it is, but you just didn't know the name. It means having contention with the brothers or sisters of a family. Civil rivalry. Always wanting to do better than the other one. Huh? Sometimes sisters will want to outdo the other one, you know? Uh, And if if they like the guy that her sister's going with, maybe she might try to get them broke up so she can go out with... Huh? Come on. Or if one of the brothers has a bigger... Uh, piece of candy than what you got. You uh, fight them over it till you get that, that strife. It's a brawling. It's a fighting. And so the title of my message here tonight is Strife and Self. Let me tell you something. The whole reason for strife is you. It has everything to do with you. Come on. And so here, the first one we see that causes strife, or the thing that uh, was talked about in Proverbs, is hatred. And you know, so many times uh, in marriage counseling, I, I think I mentioned it, y'all, but I have with others that you know, the distance between love and hate is a lot closer than what you think. Both of them are. Uh strong emotional effects, and that's one reason why uh, sometimes people that love each other get into fights, because somehow or another they cross that line into it. <clears throat> Proverbs 15 and eighteen, we'll be in Proverbs here for a little while. Proverbs 15 and eighteen. A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. A wrathful man. The word wrathful here means to get hot, heat, anger, a rage. Huh? You ever find your, your fuse to be kind of short? and it doesn't take very long until there's an explosion, boom! That's wrathful. And I'm not saying raffle as in a raffle ticket. I'm saying wrathful as in wrath. Remember in James, the Bible says that the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. You may say, well, my, my, uh, my holy indignation got a hold of me. No, it didn't. Because God doesn't use that type of wrath. Let me take that back. He does use that type of wrath, but He's not going to use you for it. He'll do it Himself. Judgment will come. And so, here we see that wrathful man stirreth up that strife. But a godly man, a godly woman, a godly child, amen, amen, He is slow to anger and he appeaseth uh, strife. In other words, he's doing all that he can to tamp it down, huh? You do know the scripture says to agree with thine adversary quickly when thou art in the way. Y'all know that, don't you? Just bobble your head a little bit if you, okay, all right. Just making sure, y'all are with me, we're to agree with them, huh? course now uh, is not a good example anyway John the revelator they said at one point time you know he lived a long life and said one of them said uh, no it wasn't John it was a polycarp one of them in that same city said hey confess me in other words you know call me a brother or call me righteous or you know confess me that I'm a a good guy and he said, I do confess to you that you're a child of the devil.
0: <laughs>
1: now that'll stir up strife. <laughs> Come on, it will. It'll stir up strife. Proverbs 16 and 28. A froward man soweth strife. And a whisperer separated chief Friends, a froward man. To be froward. The word forward talks about perversity or fraud. Fraud with the other underlying of turning someone and perverting somebody to a different thought. A different way. You know, uh over the last several years, I think we've been learned. We've learned a lot of lessons, especially in the church. I hope the church is learning lessons. I know I, I've learned them. That uh, you know, if we're not careful, we want to put people in two groups: my group and their group; us and them. Hello, and so. And if they're in the end, then we don't respect them. We don't think about them. We don't like them. Everything they do is wrong. Everything they say come on. God doesn't work that way. That's part of that perversity. That part of that fraud of trying to lead somebody in the wrong direction. We must stick with the word of God. We must stick with the ideas of the Lord. Amen. Our goal in life is to make heaven our home. Our goal in life, amen, is not the next big job. It's not the big, next big paycheck. It's not a big retirement fund. It's not any of those type of things. Right. What we're looking for is to make heaven our home.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if we're poor and we're approved of God, we'll make it. And if we're rich and we're approved of God, we'll make it. But I will say this to you. There won't be many rich people in heaven. Now, Brother Jeff, why would you say that? Because that's what Jesus said. Mm -hmm. I'm working on strife. Proverbs 17 and 1. Better is a dry morsel and quietness therewith than a house full of sacrifice. With strife. You know what this speaks to me about? It doesn't matter how religious you are. It doesn't matter how much you say you love the Lord. If you've got strife, it's strife. Strife is strife, it's strife. If a saint of God does strife, it's strife. If a sinner does strife, it's strife. You know, sometimes if we're not careful when we think that we're Christians, we think, Well, you know, yeah, the sinners, they can't do that. But, you know, it doesn't work that way. Amen. Sin is sin. It doesn't matter who's committed it. If they've committed it, it's sin. And so in these scriptures here, it said it's basically better to be in in a quiet place with a dry morsel of bread than in a house full of sacrifices with strife. I've been there before. Amen. I've been there before. I remember, Teresa, some of our Christmas of past and at my mama's house. And oh, the pressure and the strife, you know. And then when everybody gets there, it's all, Hello. That's what he's talking about. Proverbs 17, 14. The beginning of strife. The beginning of strife is as one letteth out of water. Therefore, leave off contention before it be meddled with. We uh, have a more modern type saying is that if you don't want a pile of stinking fish to stink, don't stir it up hello that's basically saying the same thing okay the beginning of strife if you don't start it it won't go on hello don't start it I know the thought crosses your mind but don't start it uh-huh. amen I'm doing kind of like Sister Sheila there okay I gotta take some of this myself but I'm not preaching on myself alright Amen. So, the beginning of strife. Just don't go there. Don't stir it up. Proverbs 17, 19. He loveth transgression that loveth strife. And he that exalteth his gates seeketh destruction. You see, so many times we are self-promoters. Hello? Hello? We want people to know this. Look what I look what I've done. Jesus even talked about it. So when you give your offering, you know, don't show it to everybody. Say, "Hey, look how much I'm putting in there." Hello. When uh, Teresa and I and uh, uh, Travis and um, Emily went to Israel years and years ago, we went to uh, a synagogue there, and so we were. I was coming around the corner, and all of a sudden, I heard this. you know some horn I thought what is that and I looked around there's some guy with a shofar huh? you know why he's blowing it he's getting ready to pray Uh he wanted to make sure everybody around him knew look at me I'm getting ready to pray y'all need to listen up come on Uh and so here the scripture says he that transgresseth He that loveth transgression, that loveth strife. And he that exalteth his gate, who he is, seeketh destruction. The love of transgression. Actually, this word strife here is actually the same word as transgression in the Hebrew. And that word there, transgression, means to revolt. Uh, To rebel. And so he that loveth rebellion, he loveth rebellion. Revolt. Come on. Can I tell you something? When we don't love the word of God, when we won't do the word of God, we are a transgressor. We are revolting against what God has given to us. You know, um, I an opportunity to visit a different church this weekend, and, and in some ways, I was pleasantly surprised about some things, but in other ways, I'm like, wow, wow, you know? How can you say this, and then you all do that? But anyway, you know, I, I, I wasn't there to... To point out stuff like that but the thing about it is folks we're less than one generation away yeah. from losing holiness yeah. less than one generation
0: yeah.
1: years ago when the Lord began to deal with me I made up my mind I'm going to hold on for God yeah. I'm going to hold on to what's been taught to me and have I uh, seen ways that I thought could have been better? Sure I have. Yeah. But then a lot of those ways, when I got older, I began to say, oh, that's the reason they taught it that way.
0: Yes,
1: Because with time and age, you can see that it's not just what you're going to do, it's what your children are going to do. The old saying was, Uh, what you do in moderation, your children will do in excess. And so when we rebel against the traditions and the ways of the Lord, Amen. you might think, well, we don't have to do it that way. Let's do it another way. That's where America is today. They're doing it the worldly way. Okay? Now, can I tell you, I do believe in it. Uh, Nathan type of evangelism. You know what I'm talking about. Who in here knows what I'm talking about? The Nathan type of evangelism. Yeah. It's where Nathan went in to David yeah. Yeah. to basically tell him, "You're a low down king who would go off and have that uh, adulterous affair with uh, Bathsheba yeah. and and." Uh, you know, kill her husband, you're terrible.
0: Yeah.
1: Huh? Well, that's not the way he went in there to tell them, does it? There are some times in the world, as a Christian, we need to sneak up yeah. on the enemy. Yeah. Nathan, his evangelism method was instead of going to him, you know, and I can tell you something, if someone had pointed their finger in my face, they said, you are a sinner. You you know you you're lower than than the bottom of my shoe. Whatever they might say. I can tell you right now, I wouldn't probably be in, in church early on. But they snuck up on me. God snuck up on me. Yeah, she did too. I thought I understood, but now I understand. You know? David went in there and talked about something that was dear to David. I'm sorry, Nathan went in to talk to David about something that was dear to his heart. Sheep. A rich uh, shepherd and a poor shepherd. And the rich shepherd had many sheep. And the poor shepherd only had one little sheep. And it was like their own little child. And what happened? That rich man took the one and sacrificed it. And David came out of his throne. Who is that man? He should die. That man. And so, we have got to hold on to the old ways. Amen. We understand that. Uh, I mean, really and truly, if we go out there and really hammer on television, Nobody ought to own a television. Everybody ought to get rid of a television. You know what? Most of the people are going to say, yeah, that ain't no problem. I don't have a television now anyway. I watch it on my phone. That's
0: right.
1: Come on. But we have to have wisdom. Wisdom. And so, and I'm not talking about... uh, I had an evangelist. I don't know how I got on this rabbit trail. But anyway, we had an evangelist one time come through. And uh, I remember telling him, Caleb, I said, I I am just not going to sugarcoat the gospel. I'm not going to sugarcoat the word of God. I'm just going to give it to him like it is. And he looked at me and he said, So why not? Why not? Well, I'm just, see now, I'm older than some of y'all in here, and before I got saved, I did watch television, and I think it was in that that movie, Mary Popkin, uh, Poppins. just a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, the medicine go down, medicine go down. Yeah. Wasn't I singing that bad?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, that's Nathan evangelism.
0: Uh-huh. Yes, it
1: is. That's getting into their heart first
0: yeah.
1: before they have to realize it. That's right. Before they have to come... Folks, if you tell anybody they got to lay this off or lay that off or do this or do that before they come to Jesus Christ, you're preaching the wrong gospel. Nobody can earn their way to Christ. Nobody can make themselves clean. Nobody can purify themselves. They must come to Jesus Christ and allow Him to have that blood put upon Him. Amen and it'll wash away those sins. And when He washes those sins away, it'll also give them a hunger for holiness and righteousness, and it'll open those eyes. So, we are not to rebel or revolt against God's Word, because when we do, it causes strife. Just some of you folks that like to, we like to talk scriptures and like to talk different things. How many times have we gotten into an argument over how we see something? Huh? I hadn't been called to preach for very long and uh, I got in the, the car with several other people and we were going down to a meeting and And so anyway, this particular man, he started talking, and somehow or another, we got talking, and we got talking about sanctification. Is it a second definite work, or is it progressive? Well, I can tell you, before my feet came out at the place where we were going, the progressive and the second definite worker was unsanctified. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs>
1: and you can never win those type of arguments by doing it the wrong way I told him well I'll probably never be back to church there are some that never come back never darken the doors again never been interested in any other church and um, you know we're going to have to love God's word and love it It his way I got to hurry on or we're not going to finish this Proverbs 22 and 10 cast out the scorner and contention shall go out yea strife and reproach shall cease so the root of the problem is a scorner what is a scorner? someone who boasts or mocks or makes fun of or derides other people. I'm going to tell you something, folks. Be careful. God does allow us to laugh. We can laugh. And I'm going to tell you the best thing to do is to laugh about yourself. Hello? Don't be making other people feel worse, pointing them out. It says, cast out the scorner. The scorner is part of those things that causes Proverbs 26 and 21. As coals are to burning coals and wood to fire, so is, contentious, is a contentious man to kindle strife. In other words, you've got somebody who is contentious, who is uh, wearing their heart on their shoulder all the time, always really picky about different things, picky about how you treat them come on, you're going to have strife. That's where it strives. It kindles it up. Strife and self. The root of strife in our hearts is when we think, no, he didn't just say that about me, did he? No, no. How in the world can they think that of me? Huh? It's when we go to defending ourselves and feeling like, you know, that person wronged me. Come on. Strive. That's what stirs up strife. That's what stirs up strife in, in a husband and a wife. Uh, the Lord's helped us through the years, and, and I can tell you some of the times, did you know my wife can stir up strife in me just by saying,
0: uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Now, if you said, uh-huh, uh-huh. would well, it mean nothing to it. Uh-huh. When I've been around here long enough now, to un- I know what she meant by, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cut. That was a slide. I can't believe defending myself again. See? Yeah. strive, Huh? Uh-huh. You know, let me tell you a little something Teresa and I have learned here. You even got to be sweet to your spouse at home when nobody else is around. Huh? You have to say, hey, darling. huh? I know you're wore out. I know you've wore, uh, worked 50 hours in a straight and, and you haven't had no time off. And, you know, you're just the greatest man there is out there. But you still have to say, hey, darling, I love you you can't say hey no you're stirring up strife you're stirring up trouble in the family it's just the way you say things huh?" and a lot of times you might not mean anything but you're just so tired you don't feel like getting emotionally involved in talking to her now I've always wondered and I couldn't understand this but as time's going on the Lord's helped me a little bit so, you know you can be fighting and arguing and having strife and discord going on and a telephone ring and they answer the phone and It's, hello How are you? and I think to myself if they would talk to me like they're talking to that stranger there we'd get along together hello
0: Strife.
1: Strife. Strife. Proverbs twenty eight twenty-five. He that is of a proud heart stirreth up strife. But he that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made. What? I can't hear you. Fat.
0: Fat.
1: He that is of a proud heart stir up strife. Proud. You know, I preached this. I didn't realize it, but I had been preaching this a little bit in the wrong type direction here for many years because I just assumed that that meant proud, meant proud like what we would normally think of. You know, somebody who's stuck up, who's not friendly and all that. But this word proud here actually means roomy, large, broad, wide. You understand? In other words, I'm a pushover. Come push me over. I, you know? Oh, you need me to do that? Sure, I'll do that. Huh? You need me to do that? Sure, I'll, I'll do that. Oh, you want that money? Here. You can have that money. A pushover. A proud heart. A roomy heart. You think? You think you're doing good to everybody. But according to the scriptures here, it stirreth up strife. Huh? Men, if you volunteer, I don't know how I got into this, but anyway, if you volunteer to do something for somebody else and you won't do it for your own wife, shame on you.
0: Amen.
1: Wives, if you volunteer to do stuff, for somebody else and you won't even do it for your own husband shame on you strife I'm talking about things that cause strife here he that is basically a roomy, a large heart oh I just I, I'm going to tell you as a child I had strife with my mama about holidays you know why she was always inviting Stragglers home. Huh? huh? Now you might not think nothing about it, but you know, every once in a while, a little boy or somebody like to just have mom and dad to themselves on a special day like that. Hello? Same way with other things in our lives. So don't be a proud heart. Be the right type heart. Be a tender heart. Be a good heart. And be an honest heart. There are times, I'll be honest with you, I know some of you don't like it sometimes, but sometimes y'all ask me things and I say, no, I'm sorry. Can't do that. Oh, why not? Can't do it. Sorry. Hello? So it's important because being too lax and being too strict can both cause strife. Proverbs 29, An angry man stirreth up strife, and a furious man aboundeth in transgression. Here, that word angry is different than this that we heard about the wrathful man here. This word angry means to flare the nostrils. Hmm? To flare the nostrils. You ever seen somebody go, hmm, they're so mad, huh? You ever seen that? Yeah, you. He does it all the time. Okay. All right. An angry man stirs up strife. When you get angry, and you're easy to be angry, and you're easy to be offended, and every little problem, huh? You stir up strife. And it goes on here, and a furious man, the word furious there means heat, anger, poison as if from a fever huh and that again that word transgression is talking about revolt or rebellion an angry man stirred up strife and a furious man abounded in sin can i tell you something my dad had a uh had a a saying that is not in the scriptures but the principles there You can't say anything good about somebody. Don't say anything at all. Amen. Okay? Proverbs 3033. Surely the churning of milk bringeth forth butter, and the wringing of the nose bringeth forth blood, so the forcing of wrath bringeth forth strife. These three things all are common. The churning of the milk bringeth forth butter. Now, it's not the milk like we have today. This is the real milk, you know, before it's pasteurized and all the good stuff taken out of it. But when you put it in that churn and it goes up and down or you do it in the bag, it adds a pressure to it and causes the fat to come together. But it's the pressure that does it. The ringing of the nose. When you wring somebody's nose, it's... huh. Come on. You ever had that done? No. It's rough. The forcing of wrath. That word forcing there means a pressure to be oppressed. Maybe pressed into doing something you don't want to do. Being uh, pressed into doing uh, things that you may not feel that are right. Or maybe you feel they're right, but you're being forced into it. Here, this forcing of wrath, talking again about the anger, the heat, and all that, bring it forth, strife. When I read that scripture, I thought, oh, wow. We're living in that time right now. Come on. Where there are outside forces that are trying to get you to do things that you wouldn't normally do to get you stirred up about things that really, I'll be honest with you, sometimes it's just none of our business. And there are things in this world that are, are supposed to take care of it, the law enforcement and things like that. And so here we are today in church realizing that the forcing of wrath bringeth forth strife, a contention, a competing, a fighting together, a quarreling, a brawling, we're, that's not, that kind of stuff's not supposed to be among us. Uh, look over here in Luke, we're heading to the new chapter, New Testament. Luke 22:24. And there was also a strife among them talking about the disciples. Which of them should be accounted the greatest? Yeah. Wow. Strife touches every sector of our lives, even in church. Okay. There's a competition going on. Well, the preacher talked about it. You know, we're to run that race. We're, you know, okay. But you have to realize we're not competing against one another. We're competing against the world. We're competing against Satan. Satan. We're competing really and truly against ourselves. Okay? We're not trying to get it. James sung three times and I've only sung twice. And, come on. Or so-and-so's preached this many times and I, I ain't hardly ever got to birth. Come on. Even among the apostles, there was strife going on. They were quarreling. They just... I'm the best man. I'm the better one. I'm the smarter. i can tell you something, folks. God is the one that raises up. And he is the one that sits down. Amen. Yep. Romans 13, 13. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy. One of those long lists. I like those lists. 1 uh, Corinthians uh, 3 and 3, For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envy and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? Uh, I've, I, I remember several years ago we had a Sunday school lesson that called, it's called Carnal Christians. I want to tell you something, folks. If you die in a state of carnality, you all will not make it to heaven. If you're in strife and division and can't get along with other Christians and can't get along with other people in church, you're not going to make it to heaven. We're to love one another. Especially those of the brotherhood. And I guess that means sisters in the right way, you know? And so, we're to love one another. We're even supposed to love our enemies huh be careful how you talk about other churches
2: yeah.
1: folks yeah. because they may not be right they may not believe the right things but that doesn't mean that everybody that goes to those churches are that right uh Many years ago, I sprayed a an account over on 67 and went in. It was the first time I sprayed it. I think it was the last time, too. But anyway, <laughs> um, went in and was spraying the account, and uh, it was a Catholic lady there. And I thought, aha. I got you. You know? And so, she was the nicest thing. Really was. I had a good spirit about her. And I said, yeah, but Don't you pray to Mary? She said, me and my husband don't. We don't believe that's right. And I thought, oh, I didn't know that. Later on, I read in Revelation, it said there would be some even near the seat of Satan who had not defied their garments. So, we're not competing against these other churches. Now, if you want my opinion, but we'll, we'll save that for a little later. Okay? Galatians 5 and 20, I'm just mentioning that. Uh, that's that long list. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. Philippians 2 and 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Folks, never get to the place where you think you're, you know, you can't be replaced. Never think that you can't, somebody else can't do your job better or your place or your position, you know? Uh, God's always got people. I've told this many times, but one of the big mistakes that we made years ago, and you probably remember it, Brother Steve, is that the pastor down there came before the people and said, I really feel like God's called me to the, to the evangelistic field. And he tried to resign. Do you remember that? Huh? Uh, I did. not Because it was shortly after that when all of the trouble in the church started breaking out. Things just went downhill from there. Come on, folks. The people rose up and said, oh, you can't do that. Folks, I don't want y'all to have preacher religion. I don't believe in preacher religion. I don't. Y'all need to be coming here to worship, amen, because of the brotherhood. Amen, each and every one of us. Amen. And I'll be honest with you, when some of y'all are missing, it affects the service because each one of us have a part. You may not say much, you may not do much during the service, but you're a part of it. Amen. 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 And it takes the whole part. And so don't do anything through strife or vainglory. 1 Timothy 6 and 4, I'm trying to hurry. He is proud, knowing nothing but doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings, quarrels. I might not think too much about this guy right back here. I appreciate him. Because when I want to get into a good fussle about the word of God when we first met. He wouldn't hardly say nothing. (laughs) Aggravating thing. Just aggravating. But you know, we've been together all these years. People are amazed when they find out that there are some doctrinal teachings that we have that we disagree on. But when I say doctrinal, I'm not talking about the important stuff right. I'm talking about some of the side lettuce and the the things that are fun to just talk about if you want to talk about those type things without getting into an argument are y'all confused are y'all really that confused okay y'all know what I'm talking about No. okay <laughs> I hope it is on that. (laughs) So it's not worth the argument. And when somebody is convinced different than what you're convinced of, you'll never win. You'll never win. James three and fourteen. Trying to finish up here real quickly, but. But if ye have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. What does that mean, Brother Jeff? That means when someone says, you got strife in your No, I don't. You ever had somebody like that? They want to argue about not having strife in their heart. Think about it. They're going to argue about having strife. I do not have strife. Yes, you do. Oh, come on. You see, that's... All about ourselves. Got to win that argument. Got to win that quarrel. Got to win that fight. Got to win that discussion. Got to win that debate. No! We're supposed to plant the seed. Others come along, they water it, and then God brings the increase. Amen. Amen. But if ye have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. Talking about the bitter envy and strife. For where envy and... Oh, I'm going to tell you what, folks. If you can get this in your heart like I've gotten it several years back, And uh, I think of it regularly. And every time we have strife or anything come up, I think about this verse. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion. And every evil work. Every evil work. That means murder, adultery, fornication, child molestation, uh, alcoholism, drugs, uh, cursing, pornography, anything evil, that's what it is. You're right there with it. I don't know about you, but I remember when I first got a hold of that verse, I thought, I want to run from strife. I don't want to be near strife. I don't want it in my home. I don't want it around me. I don't want to take part in it. Amen. And there's times I've been strifled, but I don't like it. And I repent of it. Yeah, yeah, come on yeah. because when we uh, open that up especially with husband and wife sometimes it can take a day or two can't it
0: yeah.
1: if things get right I know in other ways that's not the issue but, yeah. but the wisdom that is from above is first pure then peaceable it's gentle it's easy to be entreated yeah. full of mercies and good fruits without partiality, without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Teresa, come on. Get, come to the uh, piano. I've got just a couple other things. What want to remind you about Matthew 5, 23 and 24. Jesus said this, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way, and first be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. It doesn't say, you know, That the person who is offended has to come to you and say, You offended me. It says, If you remembered that your brothers got fought against you. Huh? Come on. Wow. Everything I said was right, everything I said was truthful. You know what? You can say the right things. And be truthful in things and still be dead wrong. Amen. Proverbs 20 and 3. Listen to this. I'm trying to end with some encouraging words to you. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife. An honor. Yeah. It is good for you when you realize things are getting a little. Just stop and say, "I'm sorry." You know. Right. Well, it's their fault. They're the what. I'm sorry. Right. Come on. Huh? Don't push those other people's buttons. Huh? Right. Husbands and wives can push buttons so easy. Huh? Cease from strife. Listen to this, Psalms 31 and 20. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence. How many of y'all like to be hidden in the presence of God? Yes. Huh? Yes. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in the pavilion from the strife of times. God has promised that if we'll withdraw from the strife, huh? we well, you're not part of it. God will hide us. Huh? He'll hide us in his presence. The God smuggler <clears throat> carrying that Volkswagen full of Bibles back and forth across the iron curtain. Got to wear it he knew the Lord was going to blind those people's eyes every time. So he just got more bold and more bold to where he'd just pile them up high and there was no place for someone else to see. And he'd come up there it'd be different guards, different times. They'd look inside the car and they'd send them on through. Jesus was in the midst of them and they wanted to stone him. And what happened? He disappeared from them. God can hide you in plain sight. Stay out of it. Stay out of the strife. Stay out of the conflict. Stay out of those type things. The Lord will help you. Amen. I hope that this has refreshed your memory about strife. Pray for your pastor. One reason I try not to preach about a lot of these things is because I'm going to be tested to try it on them. Maybe in just a little bit. But God's able to keep us. Speak kind words. Speak words of encouragement. God has saved you to help build up other people. Amen. So let's be a help and an encouragement to others. Let's come. Let's examine our hearts and let's ask God to forgive us in those places we need help in. Come on.